Hi there. Today's episode of It's a Mimic contains sensitive subject matter and language not suited for the wee mimics out there. The DMs will be dealing specifically with subjects that may trigger or offend, so keep an ear out for Dan's warning when it's about to go down. And as always, thanks for listening from all of us at It's a Mimic. So Dragonborns, you said. Dragonborn wizards. That's how you wanted to open? Uh, well, specifically wizards, not necessarily dragonborn. I'm thinking more along the line of... You said lizard powers. I said wizard power, wizard towers. Oh, wizard towers. The lizard oh, we're so back we're, on lizard folk again. Right, so we're so we're not talking about when it's really cold in the middle of the night. We're not talking about blizzard hours. <laughs> I'm I'm deeply interested to how far you could go down this trail. Really? Yeah. Because I was going to start talking have... about some enemas, so we could have gizzard showers. <laughs> good, good lord. Okay, I'm no longer interested about how long we could go into this. I, I just wanted to ask a simple question. It was like, what what have you guys seen with wizard towers? I'm, I'm about to rumble on my I'm like, Adam's throwing out some good ones, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I got one, but I can't think of it. Now I'm going to have like a room that's just purple and brown showers coming down from it in my wizard tower like why do you do this to me why are you the way that you are because i can be (laughs) um which actually uh ties into what i want to talk about today oh um you want to talk about poo showers no i want to talk about social contracts and what is and is not okay at a table Poo showers but but not okay Thanks. Yeah, okay. And now I know that. So okay, we can okay, work cool. together and yeah, not, and not do that. Which is exactly what we want to cover. So. Yeah, so uh, we're going to wrap up the end of the pillars today. Okay. Um, where we're going to uh, focus on the last little bit of role playing. We talked earlier about um, some social uh, contracts. We dropped that in the last episode. Yep. I want to dig into that, uh, into this concept uh, in depth. And just a heads up for everybody listening, this is going to be a rated R episode uh, we are going to swear, we are going to use some strong language, and we're going to cover topics that are a bit of a trigger warning in this one. Um, yep. So if you're not comfortable with that, we will give you a heads up, and we'll drop a time code about when to come back to it. Yeah. Uh, but just so everyone's aware, this is not for your grandmother to listen to. This is not for your children to listen to. This is an 18A or rated R if you're in the States episode so if you're in the states America. you must be 35 to listen to this <laughs> um but uh but i want to talk about social contracts yeah. first let's get to the music welcome to it's a mimic with your dms adam dan and terry okay so that crazy woman is still talking um but you guys heard that again Yes, we hear it every time. We just were too polite last time to say anything about it. I, because it, you keep making a big deal about that it. Voice, it's because it's weird, guys. That voice follows me home and tells me to follow things on Instagram. It tells me to burn things. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, so welcome back to the It's a Mimic podcast. Uh, I'm Adam, and to my right here is Terry. Say hi, Terry. Hello. And across from me is Dan. It doesn't matter. But. What? <laughs> okay, our, our, hi, everybody. Okay, so. I have fans. Dozens of fans. <laughs> All both of them listen to this. <laughs> so this is exactly what I'm talking about. And it's talking about offending people. Do you want a real intro? Okay, so so uh, across from me is Dan, who puts the DM in Carpe DM. 
And to my right is Terry, who's a player in the streets and a dungeon master in the sheets. How's that? Is that, <laughs> no, is that I'm, an appropriate? I'm, I'm keeping all of this in. Love yeah, it. no, that's good. Is yeah, that an appropriate yeah. opening? What now? I love that about that is you could, it could work both ways. Oh, I, well. I could be a dungeon master in the streets and a player in the sheets. <laughs> but I am not. Women do not like me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just more sitting back and going, the, the lazy DM who wings things is the carpe DM. I love it. Yes, uh, yeah. look, I've been planning this for days, obviously. I didn't just come up with that thought my head. Anyway, let's talk about what we're not just winging. Let's talk about something that needs to be relatively structured, and that's Session Zero. Yeah. I want to talk about the social contract that's involved in Session Zero. And we're going to tie this into role-playing, but this is really an opportunity for us to talk to players and Dungeon Masters as part of this game, as part of this collaborative sto uh, storytelling uh, adventure that we are on, what is and is not okay and setting expectations. So I want to know for you guys, besides the stats, besides choosing your character and, and coming up with your backstory and all that stuff, what is and is not okay, what is uh, necessary in a session zero to bring up, so let's roll initiative. We'll see who's going to go first. I got a nat 20. Oh, my goodness. I got a four. I actually, yours went off my finger. Yeah, I think I get to re-roll that. Right? Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh 19 <laughs> still doesn't beat my natural I go 20. last. And, okay. So there are a lot of different perspectives on what a session zero should be. And for those of you who don't know at home, let me break it down real quick. Session one is when you... Wicka, 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 wah! Break it down. Oh, <laughs> Remix! Okay, no, so don't. Uh, <laughs> okay! You know what? <laughs> like, I try. Yeah! I try <laughs> so hard to bring up the credibility of this podcast <laughs> to make her seem cool, like we're not just a bunch of nerds. I talked about poo showers at the beginning. The audience already here. And yeah, and we've got like DJ sounds. We're losing. Dan has left the table. Dan is running away, <laughs> choking. Dan is <laughs> choking on his. This is how white we are. This is how white we are. We do DJ sounds, and Dan is choking on a stevia sweetened soft drink. <laughs> oh my goodness! In the right. suburbs Bro, of Vancouver. Right. When you're when you're recording podcasts, don't drink. drink. It. it it does not go well. It's in so, my nose. So speaking of poo showers, <laughs> let's move on to the golden rule. All right. Uh, so, uh, so for real though, bringing this all back because I love that this is the episode we started super inappropriate, and it's driving the point home that there's some people that are reaching for the off button right now. <laughs> the golden rule is is very simple. It is do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And that is it. What goes around comes around. Treat people like you want to be treated. And that is so important it's right from the beginning. For those of you who don't know Session Zero or the concept about it, a Session Zero is what happens the week or the, the session before you play. A Session One is when you sit down in your tavern or in your jail cell or whatever for the first time as your characters and you're all like, my name is this and this is what I'm doing. And you're in character, you are role-playing. The dungeon master has got an adventure ready to go and a campaign that's set up. And we should talk about session zero sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. But session zero is, is um, about building those characters, working with others around the table to find out what story that you're telling. I'm a big believer in dungeon masters coming to the table with options to say, do you guys want to try this? Do you want to try this? Or do you want to try this? Are you interested in combat heavy or role-play heavy? Do you want there to be a political intrigue or are you interested in hunting gnolls across the plains? 
Uh, are we doing a hex crawl? Do you want to do some gothic horror? Tell me all of the different things that you want, and we will come up with the best compromise. This should be a part of the session zero. But also, and this is so important, and I don't think enough people do it, we need to talk about what is and is not okay at the table. The last year and a half or so, I played at a table with um, two guys and two girls as players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that mix. It's a really fun balance and dynamic. Twelve years ago, that was they're like there was no such thing. It, for me, anyway, it was a, just a bunch of guys hanging around, um, and it was a lot cruder and a lot crasser uh, back in the days of 3.5, for me anyway, I don't know about other tables, but there were a lot of things that uh, that were set around the table where I, I would never think to say that mm-hmm. now. Besides the idea of, of stat blocks and whatnot, what do you guys think is the most important um, boundary to set? And for me, uh, I would say that one of the boundaries that no one ever thinks about is the financial boundary. Here's something that we never talk about. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, somebody's buying minis. Someone is bringing two players' handbooks to the table, and someone's providing snacks. How does this work? Hammer that out in session zero, because there is someone that is making more money than someone else and is willing to spend the money, or there is someone who doesn't make more money and is spending the money because they want this game to succeed, and if it all goes to hell, and they've donated books into the middle, are they getting those books back? Yeah. When that person buys Pepsi, sponsor us. And every <laughs> session, and they come in with that Pepsi, sponsor us. Every single session, and everyone else is drinking it. Because it's delicious. Sponsor it, us. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, I just accused you of drinking, having a stevia sweetened soft drink up inside. Pepsi, make a stevia sweetened Pepsi, please. I need it. <laughs> I need it so bad. But if there's someone that's buying it every single week, at what point does someone else say, hey, you know what, I'll take this over? Yeah. Right. So that for me is one of the things that no one ever thinks about. When you got one person carpooling, everybody, else, everyone else that is getting in the car with them needs to pitch in for gas. Let's work together on this. Mm-hmm. If you are not doing that, and you were like, Haha, "I got away with it for another week," you are not a good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Work together. We are supposed to be at a table. If you've never met these people before, these are for the next few hours your friends, and you need to treat them as such. So no matter what misgivings that you may have as a player or as a person in your own personal life about, I don't tend to trust people and and I don't really uh, like dealing with this type of person and I don't want to you know break outside of my shell when I go into this adventure league game. I want to leave all of that behind and be prepared to be open and honest and allow people in because you're going to need them to respect your choices. And understand that you need to respect their choices too. So be a friend right from the beginning. And one of the big indicators that I've seen break up groups is the financial aspect. What else, in your opinion, guys? Like, who was next? Dan. (coughs) Yeah, it was me. Um, For me, it's the personalities at the table. Um, I've I've gone through quite a lot of uh, drama within groups and and all these other uh, fun, interesting aspects of... You're filling a room with, you know, people for four, six, eight longer hours, depending on how your campaign is. Um, you're filling these people into this room for this long a time. Anytime you keep people confined like that for that long, there's going to be personality clashes. There's going to be issues that come up and dealing with them in an adult way 
has to be handled well. And this is what your session zero is for. It's it's for you to establish your rules as a group um, for just personality conflicts and how you're going to uh, uh, deal with that. The area where I see it come out more than anything else is rules lawyering. Um, I've had to initiate in all of the groups that I play with and play for um, rules of how to bring up rules, uh, rules about rules questions. I understand it's weird, but they're actually written on the wall um, where if you have a problem with it's on the other side of the screen, if you have a problem with a uh, rule call that the DM's making, you stomach it and you bring it up after the session. Like, I understand you make your character wanting to do a certain thing and some rules need to be in place to do those things. If the DM makes a call that ruins that character, it's time for a discussion between you and the DM to figure out what it's supposed to be. So what you're saying is is you've got a rule that if you're allowed to pull out a book. Exactly, to, yeah. To challenge a DM. Yeah. Uh, typically at my table for speed of game, because I run fairly large groups, there's no like pulling out a book to challenge the DM. You're pulling out books to reference spells. You're pulling out books to reference, you know, uh, class abilities. You're not pulling them out to argue with the DM about 20 minutes of how to initiate a grapple. And if it's you are, that's happen. what 3.5 is for. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, um, it it that's where I see a lot of the conflict is arguing about rules. And, and so part of the social contract I have in my groups is, guys, table it. No one wants to be the guy who's sitting there for 20 minutes while that one person is red-faced arguing with the DM about something that ultimately doesn't matter. Now, about 12 years ago, I was part of a group, um, and I think you were there for some of it as well, Dan, where uh, when we would get together to play Dungeons & Dragons, it would take us six hours to play about a three-minute social encounter um, to get, like, the quest. And we never went on the quest because we were so busy hammering out what the rules were and whether or not your prestige class can do that and do you have the appropriate weapon proficiency to do that and what are your feet uh, skill trees that you're going on. This is 3.5. This is 3.5. Definitely not the the addition for me. I couldn't handle that. Well, there was a lot of arguing, but that that group had fun doing that and exploring the ideas of what the rules could mechanically do. Yeah, if if that's what your group wants to do, then go for it. But make sure that everyone at the table knows that that's what the group is going to be going for. Right from session zero. Straight from session zero, right? It it, it should be written on the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. um, So I'll keep it pretty light at first. I know we're probably going to go into some heavier subject matter here. But for me, my approach to D&D is that if this is not the easiest part of my week, why the hell am I doing this? Now, I know there's there's sometimes difficulties that we need to overcome, but I just said it to you guys a couple of minutes before we got going here. Nobody thinks they're wrong. Oh, sorry. Nobody's wrong, but everybody thinks they're right. So if you just have a group that you just fundamentally, you just do not get along, you just have differences of opinion, you're just different people, and you can exit that group. Don't feel like... You, I think too many people feel the need to try and change other people at times when they don't need to be changed. It's okay to be different. This is 2019. We have the internet. You will find a new group in 48 hours if you work hard enough. So don't try and force change in other people because you don't agree with it when it doesn't need to happen. And I think sometimes the answer is simpler than what we make it or try to make it be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to remember that session zero is, I'm, I'm a builder. I build for a living. So I'm going to use this analogy. Session zero is your foundational work. 
It is you laying the groundwork for the rest of the building of the campaign. If you uh, cut corners, skim across things, you're not laying down proper supports where you need to be a lot of, uh, laying down proper supports, your building, your campaign is going to fall apart before it's done. Yeah. So really pay attention to what you're talking to your players about, what you as a player are talking to the rest of your friends and the DM about in your session zeros. Set that up well and be intentional with it. Like, it's not just about your characters. It's about setting up the rules so that eight weeks down the line, when someone's finally thrown in for the eighth week for snacks, like, come on, guys, someone else has got to be doing this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and there's more things than just throwing it in throwing in for snacks. Like, I grabbed that one because it's an e- obvious, Easy. Yeah, no-brainer yeah. to me. But I want to talk really quickly about um, bards having to sing at the table. I remember groups. I have been a part of groups. They say, if you're going to play a bard, you have to sing. And if you can't sing, you have to play a musical instrument. You have to have a different riff for every single song that you play. This was the DM or was this player pressure? Uh, like peer pressure? DM, but everyone around the table backed that up. Backed it. And so the person that was playing the bard said, fine, I'm going to play a ranger then. Yeah. Now, you just took away that person's fun. Like, he was excited about playing that, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. Does that ranger then need to fire a longbow themselves at every attack? Well, and, and that's my point, is we don't get barbarians to scream, yeah. right? We don't. We do, though. Yeah, but we don't get monks to meditate, right? We don't get wizards to get up and start waving their arms around and quoting Latin, right? <laughs> we're, not, we're not asking that from anybody else. Why are we doing that for bards? If yeah. you are sitting there thinking, this is how you run a bard, or this is how a class or a race or whatever, all halflings need to have high-pitched voices. It's just a rule. You know what? Every single dwarf has got to be Scottish. If you're going to be anything but Scottish, then uh, you can't be a dwarf. If you are coming at this game with these hard and fast rules, you have to relax your grip. Yeah. Because there are other people around the table that may not have the ability to do those things. And what you're doing now is you're dictating their fun. And I have heard people, usually when they're getting coached at my table by another player, when someone says, hey, you should do this over here and you should do that over there. And like coaching is a big no-no for me, right? You do not tell another player how to run their, their character. But I've heard players at my table turn to the person who's trying to coach them and say, I'm sorry for having fun wrong. I love that line. <laughs> right? But that's what's happening. Yeah. There's one person saying you're doing it wrong. And there's no way to win Dungeons and Dragons. You can't win this game. You can complete objectives. You can finish campaign modules. But you cannot come in first in D&D. Yeah. You just can't. So stop trying. You work together. And in order to work together, you all have to be on the same team. Including the Dungeon Master. So with that in mind... I think it's time to move on to the second topic, unless you guys have anything else. How cool would it be to hear your company name on this podcast? Pretty stinking cool. It's Mimic is ready to take our show to the next level. We want to partner with other awesome businesses to share your brand with our listeners. Please email us at info at itsamimic.com for advertising information. I want to talk about safety and boundaries. Yeah. This is a this is a big key important factor to session 0. 5th edition is more inclusive of ideas and and different t- 
types of people than ever before. Rightfully so. Yeah, and it's fantastic. There are still some people, whoever, that are either young or inexperienced or have their own problems. um, Or they come from an old school mentality that don't necessarily acknowledge all of this new way of thinking. Uh, And I want to address that. So I'm going to turn to you, Dan, right now. And I'm going to say, look, I need you to come in and tell us the time code when it is okay for us to jump back. As the editor, I want you to just jump in right yeah. here and, and let us know because everybody, you need to know that you can skip this next part if you feel like you're going to get uh, triggered. We're going to drop some pretty heavy language. We're going to deal with some pretty heavy subjects here. Oh, yeah. And uh, you don't have to do that. Here is my session zero moment of saying you don't need to partake in this if you don't want to. And this is where the conversation gets adult really quickly. So cover your children's ears or skip ahead to 5735. And we're going to wait a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds here so that people can actually reach for their phones or their or their tablets and <laughs> spin themselves off the side of the road as they reach for <laughs> the stereo system. Yeah. But now is the time and I, I'm moving forward. Now is the time where I think it's time for us to talk about all the, the elephants in the room. Yeah. All of the big issues where people are not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got um, characters and um, and players around the table with different uh, gender identities, different sexualities that come from different backgrounds, different races and creeds. We need to be open to all of uh, the different walks of life that are coming in here. And I have played in games where it has been okay to say, you know what, that's the gayest thing ever. I'm not doing that. You can't do that. No. anymore yeah. we, we're in a different time right and i i've got a pretty strong mouth on me but you won't hear me drop a c-bomb yeah. ever that's just not part of my repertoire um and i'm not claiming to be old-fashioned on that i have been in groups where people where a character has been a gay character and overly effeminate mm-hmm. right or has been obviously uh transgendered or or a quote-unquote cross-dresser or whatever it is and it's been used for comedic effect. If your group is that way, that's fine. You do you. I'm not telling you how to run your game. But I'm telling you this is a conversation that needs to happen right from the beginning. So I want to roll the dice and, and roll initiative. You guys, I'm inviting you to partake in this conversation if you want. I expect to get a little bit of flack from this. Uh, so you don't have to roll the dice if you don't want a target on you. But I, I think it needs to be a conversation that I have anyway. Well, sure. And this is this is naturally where we've come to in the podcast with talking about like role playing and finishing up this topic as well, right? Like we need to address these big issues because so everybody's in. I'm hey. in. Okay. Oh, this is the time when I go first. <laughs> this is the one that I I'm going to last at the start you, of everyone. You can hold your action. You can okay. hold your action, I, my friend. Adam, I'm gonna I'm going to react to what you say. React is the wrong word, but just D&D term. I'm going to put in on what you say. So I'm going to actually hold my action on this one. Sure. Because I, I know that you have a lot of points that you want to put across, and I would rather weigh in on what you have on this subject matter. I'm, I'm, I'm with Terry. I think, really, I you're, you're the one that kind of set up this section very intentionally, and, and I want to get off on the right foot here. So Absolutely. I can see to your wisdom. Um, <laughs> say that again, Dan. Uh, <laughs> one time only, my friend. Look, look. First of all, everyone has a right to be safe, and this is not about you, the individual. This is about the group as a whole. Yeah. So this is important for absolutely everyone to be on the same page from moment one. If you're going to drop the word fag, 
you need to make sure that you're in the right group. Right. Now, I don't like that language. I would never say that, but maybe your group does. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's an inside joke from years back or whatever it is. You need to know when you bring in someone new, when you sit someone else down at the table, that they are in on this from the very beginning. There are two topics here that we need to talk about. One is inclusion of people, ideals, and, um, and differences. And one is the exclusion, the potential exclusion, of topics and subject matter. So I've spoken a little bit about everyone, different creeds and colors and backgrounds. But uh, I play in a group uh, midweek. I'm the only person, sorry, not midweek, but um, in Dan's campaign. Yeah. I'm the only person that doesn't go to church. You're not going to catch me making religious-based puns, no matter how cross they may be, right? Woof. But you're not gonna you're not gonna catch me doing that stuff around the Take table. Take your moment, huh, Terry? Well, because I because we were going into a serious subject matter, then he threw a joke in mid sentence, <laughs> and I, like it threw me but, off. But this is important for session zero. You're still friends. You still need to sit around and have a real conversation. But have a real conversation that's open and honest, and you don't have to be depressing about it. Just be open about it. Yeah. So I'm a part of this group, and I'm aware that that level of humor is not welcome here. So I'm not going to bring it, right? I'm also probably going to lay off the idea of bringing in sexuality of a character. Whether or not it's gay or straight or or married, or, I'm not going to go hitting on barmaids with this group of guys mm -hmm. because I don't know who I could potentially offend in this group. We never covered that in the session zero, so I'm erring on the side of caution. But everyone should be addressing this the other thing that we need to address right up front is how gritty, how grimy you're going to get in this because there are a couple of major issues and we're looking at the bards on this one about sex. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talk about how well endowed someone is or how big and muscular. There's a lot of different terms that we can throw around to imply the idea of an attractive person. There's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about uh, or different ways that we can talk about um, how to uh, go about romantic mm -hmm. or sexual encounters. Uh, there's a big difference, and everyone listening to this podcast who is a consenting adult should agree with this. There's a big difference between fucking and making love and having sex. There's a big difference between a one-night stand and a full-blown relationship. Yeah. Right? Terry, you uh, we mentioned this in the past. You had a relationship in an NPC. Your character did a relationship with an NPC. Yeah. Right? We also had a character who straight up had a one-night stand in the previous campaign and, like, used that that servant girl and, and left her. Right? Those are two very different scenarios. Yeah. Neither is right, neither is wrong based on that campaign. That is what his character would do. That's fine. <coughs> How do you think the girls around the table felt? Mm -hmm. I don't know. All right? And... That's something that needs to be brought up in a session zero is who's okay with what. Because half-orcs exist by one means only. Rape. Is that Or okay? adventurous parts. No, pretty much by the by the rules as as by intended. Lore. Yeah. Yep. Right? That is how That is the primary way, yeah. That that is that is how they come into existence. Right? And it's built right into the orc lore. They are more prolific. When it comes to to mating, then almost anything else. I think only humans and dragons are up at that level. Uh, they will just bang anything that moves, right? <laughs> well, am I wrong? No, no you're right. No. So you're right. I was just I, yeah. So we need to be able to have this conversation. Does the word bang offend you? Be upfront about it. 
You need to say right from session zero what your comfort zone is and everyone else has to respect those boundaries. And if you are embarrassed, that is okay. You don't need to go into your personal history. I think moving forward as a DM, if I enter a new group or even if I enter a new new campaign with my existing group, I'm going to sit down and say, here are the the hot topics that we need to uh, say yes or no. You don't need to justify it and this is an anonymous sheet. But check it off, yes or no. Because torture is a big deal, right? If someone has been physically abused or emotionally abused, going down that road may be a really dark and interesting twist for a character, but you could trigger someone at the table watch them shut down. And now they don't want to come to D&D anymore because it's just supposed to be the, the easiest time of the week. Yeah. And now it isn't. This isn't fun anymore. And, and this goes from everything. We, we had a session recently where we had to deal a lot with, you know, an unborn fetus. And 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 dealing with that as well, like and these undead, are all unborn, undead, fetus. unborn fetus. Like if if anyone at this table at the table had had an issue, some sort of well, no, like if, if they had had a history of oh miscarriages, uh, miscarriages, or 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 any of that kind of like conception issues. That's what the word I was looking for. That would have been like I I have three kids. The second you start messing with kids at a table, that's when I get a little queasy and. Mm. I had to like dehumanize all of that. Like I was calling it a goop bag. Yeah, like yeah, it, I remember it, that. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah, right. And it was purely because if I had humanized it in any way, shape, or form, I would have shut down. Like yeah. you yeah. don't mess with kids around. I but, think. I, sorry, I know I've been quiet on this so far. I just wanted to kind of get all of the points out out of you, Adam. I think for me, I used to really overcomplicate this stuff to the point where it was. Trying to make things work with with different people, and should I do this? Should I change my behavior? And I got to—I think it was one of those things where you turn thirty and you just reassess everything in your life. And for me, I just—I just simplify everything right now. If there's something going on in a group that you don't like or you don't feel that you're going to fit in, just don't try and change it. I would say just leave. Now that—that does not mean you're wrong. It does not mean that you're accepting defeat. If this group of people believe this needs to be a certain way. And you don't happen to believe that, so you leave. I don't think that makes you wrong. We're all adults. There's 7 billion of us. There are 3,000 deities in the world that have been put out there to the world. You're going to have different opinions on them, okay? If you think Anubis is right and you don't agree with this group, just leave because you're just a different kind of right. And that is okay. Or uh, uh, the flip side of that is it's, it's session zero. Agree to not bring it up Yeah. because you don't have to pitch your specific religion yeah. or your political ideals that can that doesn't have to come to the table and a lot of i have seen that come to the table where someone said i'm not comfortable doing that because of my religion okay that would have been good to know before i wrote a whole story arc about it yeah 100 right it they shouldn't have to feel like they need to walk away that should always be an option you shouldn't feel bullied into staying in a campaign you're absolutely 100 right but when it comes to something like um like a, a, abuse or drug use, like Dan, your character's doing some hard drugs right now. If we had an ex addict at the table, that would be that would be monstrous. I smoked for ten years. Mm-hmm. Dan's character smokes all of the time, and he mimes it. And there's been more than once where I twitch. That just <laughs> it, it makes me go. Okay, all right, we're gonna yeah, move right along. I used to smoke as well for the people. Out oh, there. It, yeah. we've talked about this we before. All, yeah. We all have. Oh, yeah. as well. Okay, but but it 
it's something that, I mean, it's not a triggering, I, mean, I guess it does trigger a reaction out of me, but if it was stronger than that, if I had a real issue, I would turn to Dan and say, hey, please, let's not do this. I wouldn't do it at the table. Yeah. I wouldn't do it in front of anybody else. This is a private conversation to have. Uh, if you, it's between two players and and one person's doing one thing and another person's doing another thing and they have a little bit of a headbutt about it, they're not seeing eye to eye, they go away and they try to resolve it and one person is no longer listening, Yeah, it's time to bring that up with the DM and maybe some of the other people. This is not a time to be petty. This is not a popularity nope. contest. This is time for you to say what you are and are not comfortable with. So... Be honest and forthright because those subjects are going to come up. Yeah, and I know I just touched on the the option of not feeling like you're forced to stay at table, but you're 100% right in that if there's something that you have a concern with, you need to vocalize that to the DM and be very honest about it because you will find, if you look, a problem anywhere. For example, in our campaign, our Kenku just recently became the victim of a blood disease. Yep. Well, there's blood diseases out there and there's people that are dealing with them in real life, okay? You might be sat on the table and you could have brought that up and I could have gone, someone in my family's got leukemia and I'm dealing with that right now. You are not going to be aware of that. Soon as that starts to come in, even though me as the player, that's happening to me, either I'm not comfortable bringing that up or I don't want to deal with it at all and I can exercise my right to leave or I can go to the DM with it and maybe it's time to bring it up because it's clear that this is going to be the direction we're going to this level unless something interrupts it. So you and, need to take some responsibility yeah. there to do that. And and one of the things, I'm going to jump on that. Look, uh, we're all getting to the point where we're considered middle-aged at this point. Our parents aren't getting any younger. Right. When one of them when one of them passes away, are we really going to want to start fighting undead mm-hmm. as a way to break the tension up? Right? That's a conversation that needs to come up. If you have got some sort of traumatic incident, if you, if you were the sole survivor of a fire, maybe don't go to the plane of fire in a campaign and bring that up. Let people know ahead of time, yes or no. And as a DM, I would say it's your responsibility to provide the opportunity for players to say, this is what I'm not comfortable doing without an explanation. Exactly, yeah. And as a player, it is your responsibility and, uh, and you're accountable for this as well to be able to say, I am not comfortable doing this. This is a hard limit or a soft limit. This is a, a... Hard stop. I am out if this comes up at the table. Yeah. Or not. But you need to be upfront about it. And you can't be upset if you didn't tell anyone. If you're assuming that other people know. And and no one needs to explain a thing. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. That's That's so important. You don't owe anyone an explanation. If, and I I know I'm speaking to the internet on this. And I'm going to piss someone else off when I say this. If you were sexually molested when you were a child... You do not have to say why you are uncomfortable dealing with children and threatening uh, scenarios. You don't have to bring that up. Mm-hmm. The fact that you were acknowledging it at all to say, please don't do this, is enough. You don't have to say anything more than that. But everyone around the table needs to say, okay, we accept that yep. that's against the rules and we're moving on. <clears throat> And this, I, I, I want to touch base on something along the same line here, because Terry, you're saying if you come into a group and they're they're wanting to really chase these things, you could get up and go. Yeah. Um, I yeah yes yes and amen. You could do that. But uh, what if that group is a group of longtime friends and these things are an issue? So like one of the things that has come up in my past games is the uh, problem with racism. So we mentioned how half orcs come by in one way. A lot of times in the game, 
they're kind of belittled and 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 there belittled. are definitely second class races in Dungeons there, and Dragons. There are yeah. second class races. How do you um, handle racism at the table? And 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 this is one of the things where, like, if I have a character choice, like the the traditional elves and dwarves thing, yeah, there's hate- animosity between those two races by lore. That doesn't mean you're calling everyone knife ears all the time. Like it it. it it might be funny. It might be a little thing for that moment, but you don't have to be playing on that. Like as a player, you need to be more aware of the table, aware of the room around you, and and that table needs to help you be aware. Exactly, yeah, we are yeah. all responsible. If you don't want to bring up the slavery in the Underdark, don't play out of the abyss. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And that's just it. Everything in the Underdark is a slaver or a slave. Everything in there or some sort of hideous monstrosity yeah. but it's built around that lifestyle and and all this call comes back as well to setting your social contracts at the table and saying things like hey don't be a dick that like the, i think that's the number one rule. right that that, <laughs> that that is the number one rule at my table don't be a dick if you are sitting there and you are being excessively racist even to fantasy creatures if you are being excessively mono- misogynistic even to fantasy creatures there's no place for you at my table. You could go. Home. But that, but for for what you're saying is you, it's you have to understand what is acceptable at that table. Here are my examples right here of two very different gaming groups, um, where nobody's wrong. Everyone thinks they're right. Okay, I'm a massive fan of all natural twenties. I don't know if you guys have ever watched their live stream. They're yeah, 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 yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're fantastic. They are funny as fuck. But they will spend four hours rolling a weapon check to see how big the NPC's dick is, which is set in front of them. Perfectly acceptable if you are comfortable with that. And I'll listen to that. I try and log into their stream all the time because it is so goddamn funny when they do it. Horrifying for other people. Or, we talk about Critical Role a lot, you can listen to Critical Role where they are very conscious of what they say. Yep. Very, very conscious of what they say because at their table, that is not cool. Nobody's wrong. Everyone thinks they're right. What is right at that table? And if you're not cool with it, it's your personal responsibility yeah, right? to ask for it to be adjusted if it's okay. Or if it's not, you got to understand that it's on you to not put yourself in that environment. And and it is on you as the person at the table, whether you're the DM or the player, to be open with communication, whether it is an issue or whether you want to know if it is an issue. Yeah. Right? Like, I guess the ultimate part of all this is, seriously, guys, talk to each other. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's not just talk. Like, you, there's there's talking and there's hearing and then there's listening, right? And the difference is, hey, I'm making my voice heard. Hey, I'm hearing someone else's voice. And hey, I'm accepting what someone else is saying. But beyond that, it is also very important for the concept of um, respect more than anything else. Mm-hmm. These are human beings. Every person is flawed. You do not get to the age where you understand the mechanics of Dungeons and Dragons without having some shit go horribly wrong in your life. We all have our demons. Understand that you don't know the demons of the people around you at the table. And even if you do, you may not know the depths to which it affects that person. So when they say, hey, please don't, then don't. Don't. This is a, a game where you can do literally anything. You do not have to go down the route where the all the characters are going to have a seduction contest yep. in, in the middle of the town square during the festival, right? And it's, it's a bet with them to see who can roll the highest charisma check. You don't have to do that. Your game can be rounding up the farmer's chickens. If that gives you hours worth of laughter and that's your game, dude, that's cool. No. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, 
there's also some gray area there as well, uh, specifically about sex. Sometimes you want to include it in the game because it's natural and people have sex. And uh, yeah, I like the idea of seducing the barmaid and whatnot. You need to know when to fade to black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to know when all of a sudden you're not actually describing genitalia. When you're just going to say, you know what, and the seduction is successful. Or um, <laughs> w- what I did in my campaign uh, was I said, yes, you appropriately seduce them. Uh, they are an adult with their own motivations. And they uh, have been seduced. And they're going to throw you a wink and flirt with you. And retire to their own bed that night because they're a mature, responsible person. Who doesn't just hook up with every adventurer that walks through. Right. Right. And then now all of a sudden we've got this, like, do I try a second time? Do I do I try to woo them over time? And the relationships got, got more intense. They got more involved and they became better for it. Because I knew when to fade to black as the DM. My player knew when to pull back and not, not actually um, go down that road and say, no, hey, you know what? I've done my work. I made my roles. I should get to have sex with this person. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't get to choose... Like that in real life, yeah. when you get to have sex with someone else, what makes you think that your twenty-sided die is going to let you do that? Yeah, and that that mentality drives me up the wall. But that's me, and I'm really upfront about that. No, you cannot deal with that. I do everything in my power, and here's another one. I and I find that I don't know how to do this properly. Here's here's something I struggle with. I don't know how to run female characters. I don't want to use a character voice because. First of all, now I'm just doing a caricature of someone. Um, but second of all, I don't know men and women are different. And and everything in between men and women, right? There are so many different perspectives. There's so many different races and backgrounds where there's uh, matriarchies for the drow mm-hmm. and, and patriarchies for... Um, now I'm trying to come up with one on the top of my head and I, I can't. But a lot of them are patriarchies. <laughs> but I, Oligarchies I, for uh, dwarves. Yeah. But there are different ways of of uh, of playing women as I, I I don't want them to be strong just to, to subvert the stereotype. I want a character that is strong and also happens to be female. Can I pitch in on this? Yeah, um, I would pitch in on this because because this is one of you're right. This is one of those gray areas where I think again I said it a few minutes ago. If you look for a problem, you will find one, and this can work both ways in all different directions when it comes to gender identity. Is yeah, and I've talked to... I, I think we even said it on the podcast. I eventually want to play a female character. Yeah, it's like yeah. episode and, two. And we teased you about right, it. Right, right. Exactly. But I've said I want to make sure I get it right. I've never been a woman. I don't know how women think. All I know is uh, the perception of the world around me. But it works the other way. Because I've watched and listened to online podcasts of actual play podcasts and streams where, of course, women have tried to play a male character. And me, in my own mind, I've gone... That's not how men think. Men don't think like that. I've been a man for 30 years. I've done nothing but talk to men all day, every day, all my whole life. I know exactly how men think. I am one. But I have enough chill in my life where I'm not looking for a problem. That is fine. You're having fun. That's cool. You gave it a go. You're not expected to know how men think. Same as I'm not expected to know how women think inside of themselves. I think there needs to be enough chill where it's okay as long as you are not overtly trying to offend someone that you're just trying to play the game if you look for a problem you will find one yeah. and and if you come at it from an honest and serious perspective too because if you walk in and say i'm gonna play a lady character oh hello yeah exactly right? no no you're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah right and you even if as a dm you're doing it for laughs you want to play an effeminate character the effeminate butler right 
that is that's a trope. I've seen that more than once. I've seen that in a game, right? And it always gets laughs around the table from most people, mm-hmm. right? But who else is around the table that isn't laughing? Yeah. You need to address all of this in session zero. Yeah. And you will know based on the people that that are around the table what needs to be brought up ahead of time. And but but I'm I'm going to caution you like we're three if we're if we're going to use. We, terms, we are the we are three white mid thirty cisgendered males. Like yeah, we are the wrong demographic to have this conversation. Right, but I'm three this, zero, but that's fine. I'm thirty three zero, but that's okay. <laughs> that's still in your thirties, my friend. You said mid thirties. I'm oh, just out oh, here. Sorry, that I'm thirty. So, like, don't make assumptions. Like that's that's the other thing I kind of want to hit. Like, you should know kind of what to bring up, but still mention like, hey. I know I have an idea where we're gonna rest on this, but I just want to mention it in your session zero, just to cover your bases because you don't know what struggles people are going through at that time in their lives. No, right? but what it's I hear exactly what you're saying. But what assumptions can we make? What assumptions can't we make? Because the world is changing very. Oh yeah, quickly. no, no, and and I'm saying this is all session zero stuff. This oh, is yeah, all yeah. stuff you you establish session zero. Because try to cover your bases. Some things are an issue today that weren't an issue yesterday. That will won't. Are not yet an issue tomorrow. For example, by the way, one of the three main pillars of this game is combat. Did you know that every week we spend hours at a time going out and actively trying to kill things? That's okay. Apparently, we've all agreed that that's okay. Yeah. Uh, murder hobo is a freaking a term. term that people throw around in here. And we're not taking into consideration that some someone might have been homeless. Someone might have been like severely beaten within their life but where it's like nah right. they're not going to show up and just like murder the fuck my, out of that my guy my point is that's a general assumption that that's okay because it is today but yeah. this for, I'm sure it won't be tomorrow but I, for d and I don't think it will be but it may not be okay tomorrow so I know what you're saying is don't make you're saying don't make big assumptions yeah, 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 right yeah. but what I'm saying is some people are not sure what they can assume and what they can't assume which was my point earlier is like I would love to play a female character because I just want to experiment with that and play that game. I don't know what assumptions I can make and what I can't, but, but I also don't want to be restricted in my gameplay because I don't want to but, risk but offending someone. This is why you need to have that conversation early. And, Dan, you you hit it on the head. We're a bunch of, of white, cisgender, male, like middle class too. Like We're, we're all coming from the same place on this. Yeah. Okay? And if your group is also like that, where it is very similar to, to the demographic of this podcast, and you think, oh, this doesn't apply to me, you're wrong. And I'm going to show my liberal colors on this one real quick here. Sure. Um, but uh, change needs to come from the people in power, and the white males are the people that run D&D. That's what it is. And, the, and Wizards of the Coast has done an amazing job being more inclusive, especially in this 5th uh, edition. Uh, where we're seeing uh, different people with uh, different humans with different skin colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some uh, different gender identities and sexualities that are at least hinted at in the actual uh, books, the modules and the campaigns. This is well, all even th- a lot of the actual plays out there. There's there's characters who are oh yeah, it's going there. Car- it's going there. Yeah. Right? But they were still a bunch of, of cisgendered white males in the middle class that decided, hey, you know what? We need to be more inclusive. We need to open our minds up and continue to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I could really get preachy about this and go into my own politics, but I'm not going to. But uh, it's, it's very important for us to remember that this story can be anything. So it's okay to leave some things out. Yeah. But this table... 
can be anything. And it's okay to let other people in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we really need to think about it from that perspective. Now, is there anything else that, that we need to touch on for this? I I, I know I'm probably going to regret saying this, but uh, <laughs> we are part of a community that not only is leans more towards the liberal side of things, but is vocal about it. And if there are if there's something that is kind of we are missing out here in this discussion, let us know and we will bring it up again in a different podcast down the line. Like I I don't want to do a disservice to anybody here. Like I don't want to We've covered a lot of really broad, broad strokes. strokes. Yeah, we and yeah. broad strokes. And this is a conversation that I think needs to be had in a lot of different places with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. If you have an opinion about this, I'm going to throw myself under the bus on this one. Reach out and hit me at Rusty Styrofoam on Instagram. Talk to me privately or publicly. I want to know what your opinions are, you the listener, because your opinion is just as valid as any player sitting around a session zero table. Yeah, I th- yeah absolutely. And I, th- I think this is the, the issue for me here as well, is why I always say things like, there's no chill, there's no chill, we'll just get on with it. There's only problem if you find it. I know, I know I'm saying that, but what I mean is how I run my life. There are issues out there in the world that are brought up constantly. I'm a 30-year-old white male. I cannot help that. But I have this general rule in my life, which is don't be an asshole and have some chill. So my day-to-day life, I don't find these issues because A, I don't look for them and I don't cause them. And I think for me, my opinion on the world is it just needs to be more like that. I remember a very quick 15-second story. Years ago, my friend told me about when her sister came out and it was a big deal. She came out, said, I'm gay. And her dad put his fork down and went, hey, no one cares who you're fucking. And then just carried on. <laughs> and I was like, that is my attitude to the world. I'm like, that's great. I'm glad that's happening for you. But also, I wasn't asking. And it's okay. Not, not rudely I wasn't asking. Not that I don't care. I don't care as in, it is not an issue at my table. Yeah, I'm yeah. just here to play D&D. You can fuck whatever you like. I don't care. Well, I, I, I'm going to say, you, you can fuck any consenting you adult can, Human, uh, yes. specifically human. See? Yeah. Well, see what I did there? I made an assumption. Specifically alive <laughs> yeah. human. Yeah. But yes, we're going into deep subject matter, but I think the it all comes back to one thing. Don't be an asshole, and if you're going to be an asshole, go and play at a table of assholes. You may not be an asshole, I just think you're an asshole because you're a different type of asshole to me. <laughs> so, now that we've discussed Terry's asshole for the last... <laughs> Five minutes. Um, I, Dan, is there anything else that you want to say before we, we jump back and tell people it's safe to... Um, the last thing I think, uh, especially from my perspective, something that is important to bring up is the topic of religion. Um, we, we've talked about gender. We've talked about everything else. But I come from the other kind of end of the, end of the spectrum, as it were, as a like, Jesus-professing Christian. And, and it's hard to approach the game... From a uh, from a culture that uh, has completely shut down Dozens and Dragons for years, like there are entire churches that would not let people who play Dungeons and Dragons in because they view it as something demonic or satanic or something. And we will get into this for sure later because I I could write a story and a half. But um, as with other things. Be inclusive of other people's religions. If someone wants to play a cleric but doesn't want to devote themselves to a god because of a religious issue, 
Roll with it. Be okay with it. That has been a problem in several of my groups. Uh, not a problem. That has been a thing that has been brought up. It's a consideration. It's a consideration. Be okay with it. Yeah. Like, like... That's my I, I don't that, care which D and D pantheon you prescribe to. Yeah. So why do I care if you want to if you want to make it God capital G? If you do, that's on you, man. And you yeah. play that character, and that's you. I will be inclusive of it the same way that I'm also going to expect you to not use this as a way to sway me into your group. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so we respect each other, but we're open with this conversation. Exactly. So that yeah. we know where we're coming from. And I, as a DM or as another player, I'm not going to turn you and be like. So arch fiends are pretty fun, hey? <laughs> right? Because because I'm a warlock. I'm just going to agree that I'm not going to have that conversation with that character. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it's no skin off my teeth. I don't give a shit. Like, let's, let's just keep going. Because as Terry says, we found the chill. Yeah. Right? But we have to be inclusive of everybody. And Dan, I, th- I think you're 100% right on this. Especially in today's day and age. In the last few years, we've seen the world especially the Western world, become polarized yeah. in a big way. And Dungeons and Dragons does not have to be left and right, Republican or Democrat, uh, Christian or Muslim. Or, there are so many different aspects to bring into this. It doesn't matter who you're sitting across a table playing with if you are all on the same page from session zero. And, yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah, change. No. I mean, when you think back in the 80s, where D&D was considered evil... But now it's gone completely the other way, which is where you can have those people that 30 years ago thought like that, and now in some cases sitting at the table saying, I've decided I'm now going to play the game, but you can't talk about that. So it's going to happen. It's going to move around with all things. Religion, you're right, is a huge one, Dan. But like I said, there's over 3,000 deities been introduced to over history. If you have, if you support one of them, there's 2,999 out there that you're not supporting or don't believe in or whatever. So it's going to come up. So you got to have some chill with these things because it's going to happen. Yep. And the last thing, just real quick, I think I've said this is the last thing like four times now, <laughs> but it's so important. I can, I can keep coming up with things. Um, is it doesn't have to be based on personal history. It doesn't have to be based on what you believe. It can just be your general comfort zone. I stopped playing with the group because I was playing a character that was a pacifist, which was on purpose, right? I wanted to do all the social stuff and I wanted yep. to explore. But whenever combat broke out, I would do support bard stuff. Oh, only. you were like a, a conscientious objector. Type. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and it was a lot of fun. But I had the barbarian across the table from me consistently, this is my problem with barbarians, consistently <laughs> say to me, stop fucking around, you fucking pussy. I don't like that word in the first place. Not the F-bomb. I love the F-bomb. Fuck is fantastic. <laughs> but some people don't. It's the point yeah. is you got to be careful right. the table. But I stopped playing because I was sick and tired of hearing that. Yeah. And I brought it up with the DM. I brought it up with the other person first um, outside of, of a session a couple of times. And he just kept saying, you know, man, it's my character. It's my character. It's fine. If you are relying on that's what my character would do as a defense, stop it. As yeah. much as the last session was about thinking about your character's motivation, it needs to mesh with the other players. This is one of those moments where it's okay to metagame. Yeah, where it <laughs> is, yeah, it right. is yeah, time right. to pull back and not use that language anymore. Exactly. And I'm not overly sensitive when it comes to this stuff, but I got tired of being singled out mm-hmm. for the character that I was going to play. And my DM's response was, then play a different character, man. And while I very likely could have, I didn't want to run into this again on the next character. Yeah. I didn't want to give in and roll over to that person being belligerent. 
so it was time for me to just not play in that group anymore. Yeah, well, you and, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Because you were just talking about safe places, safe spaces. And now you're saying that's going to be different for everybody. You don't need to adjust yourself to suit other people. If you guys can adjust to make it work, that's great. But it doesn't need to happen, which is exactly the point there. You just, you assessed everything. You said, you know what? Like, this guy doesn't mean me any long-term harm. He's just different. And it's just not working. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, so... I could go on and on and on. I could talk about people that drink during d and I could talk about guys that hit on girls at the table. I could talk mm-hmm. about all sorts of things. But this has run on pretty long. I still want to hear what people have to say. And if you think we've missed something or we should address this again later, again, hit me up. I'm at Rusty Styrofoam on, um, on Instagram. Uh, or you can send it into the uh, at It's a Mimic yeah. uh, Instagram or at It's a Mimic D&D on Twitter. We'll, we'll listen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm more. You guys can send it to me as well at send noobs dnd on Instagram because I am more than happy to discuss these things with people because what I want to hear is why people think they're right. Because for me, I'm about Bruce Lee said, "Be like water. Water can flow, it can crash. You need to be able to adapt to people. There's seven billion of us, and if it's not working, flow the other direction. But if you're hard and fast and set on this is what this needs to be." Bearing in mind that the world is changing every six months, I would also like to know why you think you're right today. But that's just me. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that you're challenging someone. I think you're genuinely curious. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Based on everything I've just talked about. Yeah, you're not sitting there going, hey, listen, you, defend your shit. Exactly. No, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Because if I don't agree with you, but you want to keep arguing with me, I will just stop listening to you. <laughs> because I could do that or I'll stop talking to you. And you can stop talking to me. That's fine. Yeah, and I'll throw my hat in the ring here too. Because... I, opposite from um, Adam across the table here, from me, I, I hold a more conservative view to the world. So um, I think it's important we have kind of both avenues open here. And so if, if you want to reach out to me, if there's something that you would like to talk to me about, um, again, something we missed or anything else, at Oscar underscore the underscore orc. Uh, I think that, uh, Dan, this is the point where you can... Tell people to come yep. back to this time code. Yeah. So welcome back, people. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to move on to the third and final topic, uh, and that is problem players. What they look like and how to deal with them. Mm. Specifically, the different types of problem players that you guys have seen and how you have dealt with them and how you would handle it differently now that you're a little bit older. Yeah. So uh, roll initiative. And remember, sure. that's my die, Dan. Sorry. And and remember... <laughs> the inclusive... Uh, I bought. Oh wow! I'm going first again. Yeah, I, I, with an eight. Typical um, problem player philosophy here. I'm going to bury my head in the sand. I'll let you guys talk first. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, before we get to this, um, I know that we normally do a shout out here because it's a sensitive subject matter, and I don't necessarily want anyone having to listen to the whole thing to find their shout out. We're going to skip that this round. Sure. Yep. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Problem players for me. Okay. I have not been playing this game as long as you two, and I have been very fortunate that I haven't really had many very, very difficult problem players to deal with, more than just the regular ones. People talking over each other, not necessarily agreeing about certain minor things, but we came to a good um, you know, compromise with it. So I will be interested to hear your, your two stories. Um, I'm not going to touch on the obvious one that, that we all know from when we left a group. Um, or left members of a group to go to another group on our own because that um, I don't want to touch on that. What I actually want to talk about is someone who reached out to me on Instagram who had a very deep problem where she was saying that she wanted a very role play heavy game and every time she tried to role play her character 
or even touch on certain elements of exploration. The rest of the group was shutting it down, essentially telling her that what she's doing is dumb and it's stupid and it's not right because they were a very tactical game. Now, I thought for a long time about this. I was like, okay, how can we talk about compromise? How can she talk to the DM about trying to, you know, come to some sort of agreement and maybe blend both the types in? But the answer I realized in the end was just very simple. I just asked her if she had more options for groups. She said, yes, she has other friends that are they're looking to play. Uh, you know, they're, they're newer players. That wasn't originally what she was looking for. And I said, is it just going to be the lesser of two evils if you just go and join another group? Which is what I was talking about earlier. And I think that's what she went and did in the end. Instead of just trying to beat a dead horse, which was just trying to get all of these people to change when they think they're right. And she didn't want to change to them because she thinks she's right. And nobody was right. They're just playing a different game. Okay, I'm going to jump in on that real quick. Because there'll be people that, like, that's going to bother them. Like, it's like, no, 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 I want to know how this, this plays out. I'm married to this character. I'm married yeah. to this plot line. I want to know what's going on. I really like the DM storyline. Sure. Or I like these, these friends or whatnot. So, uh, just a quick little sidebar, and I'll tie this in. Yep. Uh, my girlfriend knows nothing about Dungeons & Dragons. She's <laughs> fairly certain there are dragons, and fairly certain there are dungeons. And that the number 20 is heavily involved somehow. Yes. She <laughs> sees the many-sided colored die, and she goes, that's a board game. And I go, okay, sure, why not? But she asked me recently, how long is a campaign? And I went, <laughs> yes. <laughs> campaign is yes question. long. So, so I, I, Clear I, your schedule. Yeah, I, had the, I had the opportunity to monologue for 20 minutes. And uh, I love you, sweetheart. Thank you for putting up with me. Um, but ultimately I said that uh, at, at the end I wrapped up and I said 90% of campaigns never finish. They fizzle out. You don't have to be married to this campaign and put up with a bunch of bullshit if you don't want to. Because... You will probably never get to the very end of it. And if you do, and that was the outlier and you're upset that you missed it, that's too bad. Hit the next one anyway. This is, it's not a big deal to just not play with these people. I don't play with Dan's Friday night group on purpose. There's a personality clash there. Yeah. I'm being perfectly open. If you're listening to this, I still love you as a human being. I don't love you as a Dungeons and Dragons player. And you don't love me as a Dungeons and Dragons player. And that's okay. Pat, Pat. We're still friends. And that's it. That's where it comes yeah, from. Just playing a different game. That's yep. all you're and, playing. And different uh, game. that's it. I don't want to be tactical. Yep. I don't want to fight about rules. I do want to fight about rules when I'm doing our podcast, not at a table. We have a story to tell. So so that's that's where I come from. So, I mean, I'm jumping onto what you're saying, Terry. Yep. Don't be afraid to find a new group. But where do you find a new group? Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate now that we live in 2019 and the internet is all around us and taking over and, you know, eventually machines will kill us. But we, we have... We those... are fortunate <laughs> about that, yes. <laughs> we have those options just, there. One second, one second. Praise be to our robot overlords. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are... Yeah. Congr- yeah. <laughs> I have this weird conspiracy theory, which maybe we'll touch on later, that it was never Skynet. It was always the iCloud and they just got the name wrong. But <laughs> but anyway, we can go to that another time. iCloud, you know. They're... You're absolutely right. And it doesn't mean if you leave that group that you have been defeated or you are the outcast or that you are wrong. You, you are... People are different and you are just looking for something else. I touched on it earlier. I love watching the All Natural 20 streams because they are so goddamn funny, those ladies. They make me laugh all the time. But I know I couldn't play in their game because I get heavily invested in the story and I can't keep rolling for dick size every three minutes. <laughs> like, you, but it's really funny to listen to. You, you did that once and it didn't go well. No, exactly. But that was me exploring the game in different ways. And even I decided. I was like, that was not as fun as I thought it was going to be. And just we just moved on from there. Yeah, it just never came up. Well, we didn't bring it up. 
It was brought up again, but yeah, not but, by you. And, but and that's fine. And 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 it got brought up, and I, and now I, I can see. It. I was like, yeah, like it was just a dumb thing. It's not even important to me. If it's important to you, that's cool. Because it's not important to me, I don't ever need to do it again. And now we're cool. You know, um, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert at this. I'm actually fairly bad at this because I avoid personality conflict as much as I can in terms of dealing with problem players. How are we friends? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I've, I'm also we're kinda not. Like, I'm also kind of <laughs> like a barnacle. I've just latched on and they'll never get rid of me. Is that that I'm is? like herpes. Anyways, so <laughs> like, this is the right episode. For yeah, it's yeah, right the right episode. episode. For it. Um, but, uh, I've had copious amounts of problem players and, uh, drama at tables that I have handled poorly. I, I don't know the best way to handle it. I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on this one. Can you give me an example of something that blew up in your face? Um, so I had a personality conflict between two players at a table. I'm not going to name any names. I'm fairly certain both of them listened to this. Um, uh, but it's me and Terry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I had a conflict with two players at a table and, um, I kind of facilitated the conflict because I am a pull the bandaid off kind of person. Like if we're not going to keep doing something, let's just stop now before we complete it or whatever for the sake of completion. I don't give a crap. Let's just move on to the next thing is, is kind of the kind yeah. of person I am. So, um, we knew that one of those two, one of the two, did, depending on who, wasn't going to be playing in the game very much longer. And me being the kind of person I am made that worse by going to them and saying, hey, yeah, you know, we're just going to wrap up this campaign, you know, five, six, ten sessions left, and then you're done. So uh, that didn't go well. And I'm also a hugger. Sorry, just So I gave him a hug as well as an apology. I just want to clarify what you said. You essentially gave them notice that... Th- you can play this many sessions and then you're done after that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't do that. No, different. Different yeah. strategy. Yeah. Um, don't. That is a bad call. I, I am re- I am mournful of that decision that I made. You need to be aware, and this is where we come to the session zero, the, the, the establishing the foundation of the group, what type of game you're playing, who's in it, and you need to figure this out from day one so that these conflicts, these type of things don't happen in the future. Because we knew from like moment one that these two guys weren't going to get along. And um, there's mutual friendships there that we're trying to, you know, hey, if, if you know, the stars are set right and the planets are aligned, these guys will be friends. And it just didn't end up happening. And, I mean, that's fine. That's all well and good. I made the situation worse myself. <laughs> so, uh People are going to make mistakes, but you learn from it. Yeah, I learn from it. Hopefully others will learn from your mistakes as and well. Yeah, yeah. Don't, but, but knowing you, Dan, I know you're a, you're a, you're a good person, Dan. You're one I, of those very I few tried. people in the world where I can tell that you're good to your core. And you wouldn't you wouldn't try and hurt anyone. So I don't think you meant to hurt anyone. You just meant you're Adam, not you're a also real good to your core. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give but, me that. You're not a real person. But you just made a, you just made a mistake on on how you approach the situation. Yep. That's 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 it's life. It's gonna happen. You weren't trying to hurt anyone, so I would argue that that's okay. You know, I think for for me, just the big the big thing on all of this is everyone's gonna play the game differently. People are, all have different political, religious beliefs, and we could go on for hours. But you are not gonna change the world because everybody is different. And this is a game. And if you're not gonna be able to play the game with those people, that's fine. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's just a game. Now, now, uh, here's one thing that I want to touch on real quick. Uh, this is a tip 
for everyone who's listening who has a problem player at the table they're going to listen to this episode and go you know what we do need to communicate they're right this is a conversation that needs to be had and we're going to do this i'm not quite sure how to do it but i'm going to try we're going to muddle through we're adults and we're going to try to get this done i'm going to tell you right now do it face to face even if you're going through a discord server or something get on a webcam and look the other person in the eye humanize each other in this vulnerable yeah. moment Never because if you are using a chat or text no one can hear your intonation your tone yeah body language eyes everything yeah. yeah no one can can understand where you're coming from and what takes 25 minutes to get your point across in three paragraphs could have been seven conversations that you've had in person yeah. so don't just try to find the right words and drop it in a text i know it's hard I really do. I know it's difficult to get face to face with someone else and, and say, "Hey, look, tried. I'm having We've a problem." We've all made that mistake that you're talking about right now, like if, if trying to do things through text and stuff. Like, well, like a little peek times. behind the curtain here, we have a Facebook group where we talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast, and we get so bent out of shape at each other because one of us is just offering a suggestion, Adam, and the other two of us have no idea what he's talking about, Terry, me, and and we just. Push up against Adam, and Adam gets frustrated at us because we're not understanding. We get frustrated at Adam because he's just trying to make us understand. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Understand. And it's all text. You don't understand why the other person's frustrated because you go, "All I did was say yes." Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this thing, and, but the other person can go, "What the fuck's wrong with that guy?" Like, you know? Yeah. No, a a, like, a great example is the fact that I'm. So I'm the one that comes up with, okay, another peek behind the curtain. I'm the one that comes up with the content planning as far as the broad strokes go episode yeah. by episode. It's one of the reasons why you tend to talk a little bit more during the episodes as well. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of the the kind of the blueprints in my head about yeah. kind of where we're going. And then I bring you guys in afterwards. And I'm like, hey, give me your opinions. And Dan sends a like emoji. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do <laughs> thumbs up. And it drives Adam up the wall. <laughs> like, we're at risk of getting off. We're talking about problem players. No, 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 no. no. But, but... This is why you don't use text to do it. Because then Dan and I will carpool in to our D&D session. And I'll be like, so what I'm talking about is this. And I'll go, oh, yeah, hey, no, I'm cool with it. And I hear the conversational nature of it. So when I say in text, yeah, man, I don't care. You are reading, yeah, man, I don't care. And it's two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so don't go through text. Get eye contact and understand where the other person is coming from. And remember, we are all human beings. We're all here together and we're all working towards the same goal. Yeah. And so we need to accommodate each other and know what your limits are and know that it's okay to say, I'm not comfortable accommodating this. And if no one else is going to, to meet you halfway on that, if, and I'm not saying compromise your morals. I'm saying if they're not willing to listen to you, it is okay for you to walk away. When, if you go to uh, the subreddit uh, RPG Horror Stories, that is just people talking about horrible, shitty groups and problem players. Oh but, and problem problem but, there's some, and uh, but there's some classics in there. Some oh, yeah, you're on there like six times, Terry. But <laughs> just, This guy that never realizes he's an asshole. Uh, just keeps telling everyone that he's not. I'm yeah, fine. I'm not an asshole. But. But, and they keep talking about that guy. And we all know who <laughs> that guy is, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a term that everybody uses on there. But you hear as people talk about this, and the answer in the comment section is invariably the most upvoted thing in there is don't play with that group. Yeah. And it is okay. We live in a place now where you can go find other groups. We've mentioned it before in the podcast, but like go to the subject, uh, the uh, subreddit uh, LFG. Yeah. Which is looking for a group. Yeah. Right? Uh, or looking for game. I'm not sure which I can never remember. Group. 
But um, but there are Discord servers. There are uh, Twitch streams that you can get in on. Go to your friendly local uh, your friendly local gaming store and or comic book shop, yeah. right? Or um, I know that. Oh, how did you find out about this group, Terry? You came in via the internet. Um, it was. Was it a Facebook ad or a Craigslist Believe ad? I haven't been was, on... was it Tinder? Was it Grinder? <laughs> I was. That would be a really interesting way to get into it. Imagine if you were looking for love and you ended up in an RPG game. Wrong this role is, playing. This is not. This is not I, the way. It goes, into it? role playing. I don't think that's quite what they mean. No, I'm wearing I, my leather armor. I believe it was. I believe it was Facebook. And then, you know, that led me to a group that ultimately a few of us decided that we didn't want to play in. But the people that I met in that group led me to my final group, which is where I settled. So, yeah, yeah you're, you are going to get some bad eggs for you that are just not going to match. you just got to be open and try to find people. I, I do want to ask one quick question, though. Are, are we pretty much wrapped up? I mean... I honestly, I could talk for weeks. We could about go for this. three days on this. Yeah, yeah. but but yes, I, I want. I would like to ask, what is the AC bonus of nipple clamps? Um, negative two if you're doing it right. AC bonus of nipple clamps. Yeah, because he said he was wearing his leather armor. Oh, Dan, I like I, you. Got to do so much reaching for that. <laughs> yeah, he really reached around for you that. You need one. a ten yeah. foot reach. Ah, oh, yours was better. <laughs> yours was better. All right, look, and and here's another thing. We can get into the potty humor, and we do as we've done on this. Yeah. Uh, as well, we say we're in our mid thirties. How many times 12. a session? I think we're averaging. Ah, uh, we're probably averaging like twice a session, where we're saying name of your sex tape, everything that comes up, because we've agreed our social contract is it's okay to throw that out there every now and again. Oh, yeah. we I'm had not a, asking for a vivid description of what is happening during that sex tape. We we had a thirty minute long, all of us involved joke about cranking a a ferry. A ferry, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was it was a ferry to move carts across a a. River with a winch that just had to be cranked. Yeah. So we were just just crank it. Just Spoiler keep alert! It was about it. jerking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but but that is the only time that we and let me tell you something. I myself was frustrated like crazy during that because I'm trying to get the like there were high stakes in this. You were getting chased by a mimic a mimic, boat. A mimic galleon. <laughs> yeah, like the thing was this, this was a monstrous pirate ship that was chasing you. It was going to eat you. And you're like, crank it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to turn cranking? But, <laughs> but yeah, but you gotta exactly you gotta right. think like there we had a big deep session beforehand. Like we needed the we Well needed well the, and, and, and and here's the thing that I think is Terry's point is I sat there as a DM and I went, this is not how I want this campaign to go, but it's not crossing into my boundaries. I don't feel unsafe. I'm frustrated with this, but I will compromise. I will be chill about it. Everyone else is having fun. Yes, guys, crank it. Ha ha. We are all funny 12 year olds. We're, mo- we're mostly on topic. We're pretty good at our group. Yeah. We well, stay- that yeah. was the one time that, that pops out to me. Yeah. The exactly. other time, like there've been things we, we have rolled for for endowment sizes. We have uh, we have faded to black more again, than once. But again, I know we touched on that one earlier. But again, that was something that for for myself and and the other player that was doing that was was only really supposed to be a two minute joke. Haha, <laughs> This is it. Okay, let's move on. We're never going to talk about this again. But it did become a thing, and so it didn't need to be a big, long, permanent thing because it essentially became. I get oh, it. It, <laughs> because see, you keep telling yourself that, Terry. See, because it, but it became. Hey, this was actually a concern. And like I said earlier, the, the, it wasn't important to me. Not that that player's concern wasn't important to me. The, continuing with that joke wasn't important to me. So I was like, all right, I won't do it again because it honestly wasn't a big deal. Like, uh, that's yeah. totally cool. 
Yeah, ultimately it comes down to the fact that everyone at the table is here to have fun. So maximize the amount of fun that you can have by minimizing the amount of, of conflict. Yeah. Right? And so there are many ways for you to do that. And don't be afraid to voice your opinion. And don't be afraid to walk away or to, or to stick up for your morals. Right? At some point, you will find that this game is not working for you. And at some point, other people will find it's not working for them. And they will bail on your game. You're going to sit there and go, oh my god, what just happened? Yeah. But it, you respect their decision and expect them to respect yours. And we are all responsible and accountable for ourselves exactly. and our actions. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it, my last point, I don't, Dan, I know you might want to go in a second, is that this is just a form of entertainment. There's movies, books, there's everything which is going to touch on issues that you're not comfortable with. This is just one of those mediums for entertainment. If you're not comfortable with it, you don't need to be part of it. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dan, do you have any final thoughts? Um, understand that you are in a room with people for hours upon hours on end and conflict will happen. Um, it just will. It is an inevitability. So learn ways to handle the conflict well and in an adult manner like so that you can move on and keep enjoying the game cuz Terry you knocked you, you hit it right on the head like yeah. this is a this game this is a game people this it's a, a game. game if you're not having fun if you're not being engaged in the way if the game's not engaging you in the way that you want the game to engage you don't play the game yeah. or play, or play, or play the, the game same with game a different somewhere people. else yeah, yeah exactly yeah okay my my final thought here is we spend a lot of time on the internet talking about problem players. I see it come up a lot. A lot of our questions when we ask for the mailbag questions, which is going to be episode 10, this episode 9. Episode 10 is going to be a mailbag where um, those are some of the things that are on the random tables we're going to roll to answer some questions. Yeah. A lot of it was about TPKs and problem players. These are things going wrong. The online Dungeons & Dragons community is one of the healthiest, friendliest, happiest that I've ever run across mm-hmm. on Instagram specifically, but, mm-hmm. but Twitter and some parts of Reddit are also very, very positive. So this is not indicative of how the game goes, but we have to acknowledge that there are some pitfalls. There are some, some traps out there that people will stumble upon entirely by accident. And I don't want to discourage anyone from playing or say this is... This is a negative thing where the nerds will be mean to you. Yeah, it isn't. This can. This is my favorite part of the week. Is Dungeons and Dragons is playing and then talking about it. Oh, I wouldn't do this every week unless I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. So, and and I know that there are a lot of other people that are out there that that feel the exact same way. So, I want to thank everybody out there for being absolutely fantastic, being a part of this healthy community, and um, and I really love what we're doing. And what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And so I just want to take a second to acknowledge that. Um, as a special reward to everyone, uh, <laughs> we're going to get the one thing that we've been asked more than anything else. Uh, we're going to address the idea of a wizard's tower. Ooh. And we're going to drop it on April 1st. On April Fool's Day, we're going to break down how to play a wizard's tower. How to, how to create that scenario for players. And we're going to break that down as a special episode that breaks our format. And it's going to drop on the Monday, not the Tuesday. We're still going to do the mailbag episode on the Tuesday. But this is a special one that's coming. So keep your ears open for that one. And uh, and tune in because I have a feeling it's going to go long because we have... We have some opinions about this, don't we, guys? <laughs> we, One or two. Two episodes of It's a Mimic within 48 hours? Within 24 hours. Within if we're, 24 if, if hours. we don't know how to count. If you're good at math. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm not here for my smarts. <laughs> I actually don't know why I'm here. Because you're pretty. That's why we invite you. It's, this is an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Never mind, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say my final goodbyes. Dan, you as well? Yep, me too. All right, so this has been uh, It's a Mimic Podcast. Uh, and this is Adam, the single greatest person at this table, signing out. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to It's a Mimic. Check us out online at itsamimic.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have questions you would like answered by the guys on the show? Send them an email to itsamimic at gmail.com. Tune in every Tuesday for more. Thank you.